Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast Season 2 with your host, Misha Blamire Farish. Hello, GSD Factor Podcast listeners. I'm your host, Misha Blamire Farish, and today I'm honored and privileged to have Lisa Wardlow joining me today. Hi, Lisa. Welcome. Hi, Misha. Awesome to be here. Thank you for yes. having me. So, Lisa, give everybody a quick snippet of who you are. Yeah, I've been in insurance industry 27 years. High level, I'd say I'm an outlier on the inside, meaning I've always pushed the status quo in our industry, hailing from big names like PwC, ING Voya, Munich Re Farmers, but more notably, I devote myself to InsurTechs now. Wonderful. Well, Lisa, thank you for joining. And I invited you to be on here because I saw on your post about a week ago, first of all, on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. It's a place that we can connect and and, uh, new connections are made. It's how we met. But this post really hit home. And I wanted us to just dive into it a little bit more and have this conversation. So on your post, you talked about that you had overheard someone use this exact phrase, she's a bit much. So talk about this exact situation that happened, Lisa. Yeah. And, and, you know, I I guess, Misha, like, sadly, you and I probably have heard this, whether it's about a colleague or ourselves, like it definitely said. A lot for ourselves. Right, right. So the, in I believe it was a Friday, I'm, I'm like dusting off the cobwebs from like a week ago. So I was in a video call and the person, of course, was not there. And there were, you know, a couple of other females there and you know, uh, outweighed by men, you know, whatever, normal statistics for insurance, I would say. And they were reflecting on someone and some project work that this person had done. And they said, you know, she's a bit much. And I I have to say that, like, I was stunned in that moment because Mm -hmm. clearly almost any of us would have known about this poem that was written very elegantly about, you know, women being you know, branded in that manner. So I think like part of my shock was, am I actually hearing this? Like, am I being like, is it a joke? And of course it was not a joke. So I'll I'll pause there. (laughs) And it's astounding, right? That we're still hearing this here in, you know, 2023, right? We've certainly were improving and, and strides are being made and glass ceilings are being broken, but to hear whether it's towards you or about someone else, she's a bit much, right? Is still a sh- is still shocking to hear. Yeah, I guess a, cu- a couple of layers of it that that shock me. A is that it's being said mm-hmm. overtly, as in you. Know, it, it's not even being. It's not even biased. Like someone's thinking it. It's like literally being stated. Secondly, you know, I'm always surprised. And, and by the way, I understand that the magnitude of decisioning and all things, you know, when you're trying to win work and clients and you're trying to be polite, not call people out, and, you know, like all the things, right. You know, yes. I've been, I've been working for 27 years. So I, you know, I remember when we had to wear, ask permission for whether or not we could wear slacks to work. So like literally I've been working a while, but most surprisingly was the lack of action on the female colleagues on the phone. I mean, I, clearly I understand like, there's a balance and maybe this is me being a bit much, but I, you know, you say something like that, the gloves are off in terms of my response to you at that moment. And of course, of course, I'm always very outspoken. And I was like, no, you didn't just say that. I understand that this is absurd being vocalized and more importantly, being thought. And, and what about that makes it a bit much? The, the response I had was, can you explain for me? 
what's much? Right. What, by what barometer do we judge people's energy or passion? And, and how do we live in a world of diversity, equity, and inclusion in which we're using our own status quo and barometer to judge others? Yes. It goes along too with the, well, you're a little high strung or you're very passionate about that, right? Whereas if that was ever said to our male counterparts, that wouldn't necessarily be the case, right? An, a, counter, a male counterpart would never say, well, he's just a bit much, right? Or he would never be told, well, he's too aggressive, right? Because, you know, when we're as, as female leaders and female entrepreneurs, right, we're, it's the, well, she's a bit passionate. She's a little overdramatic. She's, it's all these things. And to understand and know that those, those conversations and those things are A, still being thought, B, still being said. But I think the bigger lesson here too is, us humans need to do better for one another to stand up and say something when that is said, right? When that is said about right. one of ourselves, because we would want someone to defend us or we would want somebody to say, well, now hold on a minute. That's uncalled for. <laughs> There's so much yes to everything you just said. So I think first and foremost, it's recognizing we call it, you know, of course, we've all gone to lots of coaching and development and awareness classes. And we all have to take therapy. Our, yeah, therapy. Yeah, for sure. But the, the conditioning and the bias is so deep. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, it's, it's not just about a woman being a bit much, I would say conditioning and bias is deep and many other things. So for anybody listening to this, I don't priest, like, I'm not asserting that like, you know, a, an overt, outgoing woman has it harder and all these other, you know, my, my daughter happens to be introverted. Like, you know, she's a bit quiet. Like they're a bit, you know, you know, all the things, all the things. And, and so that, that applies to all probably socioeconomic race, you know, all the Absolutely. Things. Yes. But what I think here is that, and, and I'm going to talk about coaching in, in just a minute. I think we live in a society where we, we have been accustomed to norms being established, mm-hmm. which that's natural, right? Yes. Everyone likes to fit in and everyone, society in general has usually used some form of control in order to establish norms. So like, you know, we won't go into that in the, in the brevity of this. I have a liberal arts background. Be careful with me. So we can start talking <laughs> all sorts of things. But what, what, what I distinctly remember growing up in my career personally is I would get assigned executive coaches. And these coaches, mm-hmm. it, it, it literally just used to make my skin crawl. And by the way, like I grew up, preface this, like daughter of a prima ballerina, meaning constructive, not even constructive, critique and criticism was my life. Bam. Like, you know, my mom had a stick and it was like literally prima ballerina. But yes. when you go to a coach and they start what I call lobotomizing who you are as a person, and they're, they're basically what they're doing for, for everyone out there, right? And there yes. are a couple of coaches that weighed in on that post, right? If you take someone and you say, do not be who you are, mm-hmm. I, I have a problem with that as coaching. I do. Yes. Yes. I, I don't know, Misha, like if you've been conditioned as, as coaching, yes. I'm not saying we don't have to be balanced. I'm not saying that we don't have to consider other people's feelings. Sure. But telling people, and there's even, there's a lot of posts that we're going around like, changing your tone and tone. And I'm like, but, but who are we being? 
Right. It's, are we being our true authentic self? And I think, so I talk about it in my book, which is releasing later this year and called the GST factor. And within the GST factor life, right? You have be confident, be inquisitive, be imaginative, be present, be resilient, and be influential. But in that very first one of be confident, it's all about your voice and amplifying your voice. Your voice is your strongest weapon. It is using that, your passion and dedication. And it's all about being and living your true authentic self, right? And same thing when I was sitting, you know, when I was being groomed up through corporate, right? You sit in front of somebody and they say, you're too loud, you're too bossy, you're too type A, and you need to change all these things if you want to stay in corporate America. And I said, but that's not me. That's not who I am. That's not me living out my true authentic self. And so to that point, as individuals, especially the next generation, right? We're both moms and we have kids that we're raising, tiny humans, I call them, but the thing is, it's it's all about equipping them with the tools to say, you can be you and you can still be successful and you don't have to fit that mold. And finding those coaches or those mentors that say, well, this what does the situation call for? Now, how can you how can you navigate that situation to still be your true authentic self, yeah. to still get your shit done, but still maybe within those bumper guards that are still maybe in that culture of a company or that culture of a client? Yeah. And I actually think that this is unapologetically what's behind a lot of the younger generation and the their unwillingness to conform to these norms. So I, I think yes. that as leaders and as managers, it's not because the generation is lazy or unappreciative or unwilling to work. I think, fortunately, it's because they have enough self-awareness and self-confidence to understand in all things, not just their work life in their social preferences and, and all the things that they get to be, that society yes. by definition should allow you to be who you actually are. And yes. for many years, we focused on this as a, um, maybe your preferences and your choices, which are so important. But at the same time, we've made people put on this cloak. And I'll, I'll give you a great example. One of my colleagues that used to work with me, and I won't name the company, but one of my used, my colleagues used to, he was mountain biker, an avid mountain biker. So I'll take it, you know, even out of the female perspective for just a minute, avid mountain biker, outdoorsy. Like I think REI is kind of like that imagery, but he would come into work every day and, you know, put on his corporate, you know, suit, tie, formal jacket. And what he told me this one day. He goes, I don't feel like myself. And so with, with all the mental health awareness and well-being focus that we have appropriately as a society, yes, I just can't help but wonder what conditioning are we still in this unconscious bias way, addicting, like emitting upon others and and we all learn every day. I'm sure. I'm sure I do things. That we do. We learn what to do. We learn. We learn what to do. We learn what not to do. Right. But this one really struck a chord with me. And then, of course, just recently, with with the prime minister stepping down, yes. with Serena retiring, headline, and I I posted about that this weekend. So I'm like, how can I have these like back to back? But and I've I probably never have done this many posts. But I just am like, what? You know, the headline reading: Can a woman have it all? And I'm like. Can a man, right. would we say that equally? And, and clearly Cheryl Sonberg did a lot of research in her book, you know, lean in and, you know, lots of studies. Like if you just change the name from like Henry to Harrietta, how people 
judge them differently, which is just on this point about a bit too much. You know, a woman might be labeled as a B, whereas a man might be heralded as being strong and go getter, Mm -hmm. right? What's disappointing to me is that I feel like I've dedicated, you know, so many two and a half decades of my career and seen this transition. And the fact that statements like that are actually still made and people actually sit by and allow them to be heard and not corrected, like course correcting to your point, we're always learning, right? Sure. I'm sure I say things I'm like, Ooh, I shouldn't have said that. But course correcting, just like our cars, you know, the little, my little vibration, my Tesla gives me if I get over the line or whatever, (laughs) we need a lot more course correct because course correcting calls out the bias. It does. And it also says, if you hear it, say something, right? And if you, and, and don't stand by, right? Because when you do stand by and you don't say anything, you're also obviously contributing, you also are contributing to the problem. So let's stand up. Let's say something because why? Because our colleagues are watching us, our clients are watching us, our partners, but even our children and the next generation, right? I mean, there's so many times that I have called people graciously out and said, listen, that's not okay. And I had no idea that my daughter was listening in, you know, thanks to COVID because we were all in the house together. She heard and she listened and it actually has given her that confidence to be able to stand up to those bullies at school and whoever. And so I think, you know, I think the biggest lesson here, right, is everybody needs to do better. There is much improvement that needs to be due. There's much work to be done. Have we done a lot of work? Absolutely. There's much more work to be done, but also be a part of that solution, right? Be a part of, if you hear something, say something and really take that action and, and challenge and really try to make that change. So Lisa, thank you so much for joining. I'm really excited for this. I thought, you know, like like I said, when I saw that post and I saw the great interactions you were having, I really wanted it to be a part of the podcast. And as you can tell, right, it really embodies a lot of the attributes that we really talk about here at GSC Factor. And for those of you that want to connect with Lisa, you can connect with her on LinkedIn. Her LinkedIn profile will be tagged in this episode. But Lisa, thank you so much for joining us really an honor to have you. And I'm sure you'll be back again. We'd love to have some more collaborations. And uh, to the GSC Factor podcast listeners, thanks for listening. And don't forget to get shit done. (laughs) Thank you, Misha. Thanks for listening to the GSD Factor podcast. If you liked this episode, please rate and subscribe us on your favorite podcast platform, where you can also find previous episodes. Let's connect on LinkedIn and Instagram. And if you're looking for more information on the GSD Factor, visit us at gsdfactor.com. And always remember to GSD, get shit done.